Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. It is time to turn back the clock, big time. Salzberg and Summers together again for a sweater and schmoozer reunion. That's right. So like I said... Listen up, everybody, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. Like I said, it is a reunion. I work with this guy for about five and a half, six years. Uh, It ended in 2000. Sometimes we wanted to kill each other, but we always loved each other. It was an absolute blast. I think about those times with him. All the time, I am talking about the one and only Mr. Steve Summers. Thanks for being here, buddy boy. Well, it's great to be here, and you certainly bring up those five years. Been taking pay cuts ever since. (laughs) And uh, right now, I'm just about paying them. I think I was telling Roosevelt before we came on the air, I think Social Security and the pension, more than double and triple my salary. But but you know what, Stevie? We had... Uh, oh, we had a, a nice time. Really? And, and both of us had to learn to work with each other, a partner, because I had done the overnight for about nine years. And you, for a couple of years, were working solo, 10 to 1. So after, I think, the adjustment period, I think by the time it ended, after five years in 2000, I'd, and the ratings were always very good, I think by the time it ended, we were probably, you can make an argument, I think probably we were doing the best program you could do, working together, together as one. Yeah, you, you, listen, like I said, you know, we, we had our... Fights and that's what happens yeah, when you're on sure. the. Well, like right. fight, you fight with your wife, don't uh, you? Of course, <laughs> we're going to lose all of them. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 no, but of course, but that's the comfort zone that we had gotten into, where you can have differences on and off the air, a little bit of arguments, and then for the betterment of each other, do the best kind of program you can do. I I, I still to this day, and you know, looking back on it, schmooze. To this day, I think about it, and uh, to me. Listen, they're batting their ball. They can always make changes. You and I had discussed it over the years. But we weren't part of the standard 
midday let's just talk sports show we would talk about you you use the phrase to me all the time range we, right we would talk about the sopranos we would talk about movies we would do our shtick sure. with, with this and that and it yeah, was fun er- everything and, and we and we also cover the x's and the o's right. too so no, yeah, the range is the word I like to use, and you're right. Uh, movies, television, uh, and we, uh, and, and here's another thing, where the program and what you were totally responsible. You were not only a co-host of the program, you were getting every guest. Just about we were getting. You were getting Stanford, and you were not getting B-list. Or C-list type of guys. You were getting the Steinbrenners. You were getting them on. No other programs. George used to come on all the time. Yes. Well, and and everyone knew you from the television. And certainly everyone knew of you from the radio. That's for sure. You were the whole media. So the bottom line is you were getting a lot of guests because you are, you were a co-host, executive producer, choreographer, key grip, and unit production manager all rolled (laughs) up into one. Well, but let's not talk about me that's why i want you on here i mean be, before we well were yeah but the story no, no, uh, I, is pre- both of us. I, I, I appreciate it yes you're right yeah, and that's why I, 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 I wanted you here today and i was thrilled when you said you would come in but think about it so nice to be out in public without a catheter <laughs> well, yeah folks well was, I, there I, you I, go steve since you bring I it up been the same you you I had miss it. you you had a catheter put in because you were having a bladder problem well uh, yeah the way i i put it is i needed a plumber <laughs> And uh, the bab the uh, Niagara Falls had turned into a babbling brook. <laughs> you know, I couldn't fish, and then I'm going to sleep and I'm fishing. This is I needed a diaper. I'm like seventy years old. I needed a diaper. So the bottom line is that for six and a half weeks I had to go see the plumber, and the bottom line is he put a catheter in, and that's a lot of fun. I want a lot of people to go through that. At least once in their lifetime. It's a living hell. And right in there. And he, first of all, he couldn't find it. He, he tried to stick it in the belly button. And that's really insulting. No, you don't know how embarrassing that is in the office there with women around everything. Even the nurses were looking away. They couldn't find it. And uh, my wife would tell you the same thing, but that's another story for another time. And uh, then taking it out. But the bottom line is I had it in there for six and a half weeks. And I was, I learned a little discipline because you got a bag full of urine wrapped around your leg. You got to empty it. So every hour, hour and a half, I was true to form for six and a half weeks and emptied that bag on the money. This is some reunion. I have oh, to tell no, you. it is. Because in the days, well, in the days I was vital and firm when I was working with you. So, uh, see, my cousin Gail, she says, you know one thing you now know, Steve? She says, growing older sucks. And it does. It really does. You bring you bring up, and I remember when you started dating her, Robin, and now she's your wife of how many years now? Well, it's uh, that's a good question. Let me think about it for a minute. Our anniversary, actually, what is this? Uh, July 24th. I don't remember my own birthday. Ju- July 24th. I think it'll be 12 years. July 20. 20- but- Today's July 24th. Oh, geez. I forgot again. <laughs> oh, my God. Gee, you know something? I'm glad you reminded me. Are you serious? I could pick up something from the deli on the way home. I, I was over there having a cup of coffee, 
you know what? A salad bar that's less than eight and a half dollars a pound. I'm over there to. Oh, you know what? I'll get her something. They have muffins over there. No, I, they look nice, huge, and uh, they have all kinds of uh, food. And oh, I know, I, I, you know, July twenty fourth. Today's July twenty fourth. Are you serious? I'm, this I, is. Jeez, like... thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I, I and I the hell I take for forgetting. Uh, it's either eleven or twelve years. One of the two. Today is eleven or twelve years. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's either uh, we lived together for about eight no, years. No, no, I remember. So you, about, about twenty, twenty-one years. You I've gave known her, her the name. I'll never forget when we were talking on the the uh, hawker and, and, from and, I, and, and I gave you the. I asked you why do you call her the hawker, and your answer was because she hawks and hawks and hawks. Russ getting ethnic. Uh, the uh, the uh, 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 and it works by the way in New York, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, but the, the, but no, you're right. The hawker from Hackensack, she's really from Springfield, right? But uh, at, at one time lived in Hackensack. So uh, let's let's go back to your beginning, buddy. I mean, we'll talk the, about the, the overnight. Show. The I overnight. Mean, you you're there. You're at FAN now from the very beginning. Yeah. And and I do mean this in all sincerity. The one thing that that I find makes you unique. To just about anybody else who works in the media in this city, you are not from New York City. You are from That's San right. Francisco. Right. But if anybody spoke to you, they think you are a born, died in a wool New York. Uh, Robert Klein, the, sure. the, the, uh, the New York Times did a nice story uh, back in 2012. I had it in there from San Francisco and uh, from uh, doing okay. In New York City, it was a dream. You look at my high school yearbook, and my graduate. You look the same. Uh, yeah, I should only look like the half of what I look like. Then I looked like a decent human being, <laughs> although it was still difficult even then in high school to get dates. There was one woman, I swear to you, who actually said to me, "Yeah," and I, when I asked her if I thought she uh, thought I was nice looking. And she really said to me, it looks like the face put on fire and put out with a pitchfork, <laughs> which didn't translate to me like I was a nice-looking or cute guy. Tell us about Robert Klein. Uh, Robert Klein reads the article in the New York Times, and, and this was back in November 2012, and they had pictures. They had come down uh, uh, to the uh, radio station and taken pictures, and uh, 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 so to make a long story longer like only I can do, Robert Klein reads his story. He couldn't believe I was from San Francisco. He thought I was from Brooklyn. It's amazing I, to me. Well, here is the, 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 the real thing. It really comes from the parents. And when I was a kid, people thought I was from back east. Uh, and here, of course, no, until they I, the first few years... Uh, at the radio station overnight, I certainly talked all the time about growing up in San Francisco, and DiMaggio came from there, and Lefty Gomez, and Keith Hernandez, and blah, blah, blah. I, I remember all the times uh, the shtick uh, we used to do with McCovey lining right, out to Bobby of Richardson. Course. We did that all the time uh, uh, on yeah, the show. Oh, sure, we did it with us, did it overnight. So you, you they, used to talk about Jim Ray Hart and his big toughness. Oh, never in my life. And the crash, our engineer, he's not small either. I'm going to tell you something. This is a, he mentions Jim Ray Hart crash. I'm going to the engineer, the board op, the unit production manager, co unit production manager with Russ. He has a big toughness. So Jim Ray Hart will stretch from third base to second base. He could have played his own shift. 
<laughs> when he and when they didn't have the shift. But no, I talked about those days all the time. And my dream was to, to work Broadway. That was my thing. Really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. You all the and, years and, and, you've never said that to me. And my oh no no no. Well, I used it on the air. I think by the time I started with you, or maybe I didn't have to. And I've talked about it back in the crazy hours I even have now. When uh, some people see a bio, they look at Wikipedia. They remember we were reading the, an article, uh, like from the Times, whatever, which was very flattering without question to get an article in the New York Times. And with the, on the front page, it was November. I know the date no, better than I do with the anniversary. <laughs> no, November 29th, 2012. And uh, it's online with WFAN, and it talks about growing up in San Francisco, the whole thing. I mean, I'm, 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 you know, to me, in San Francisco, in San Francisco was minor league. The only thing that meant something to me, especially with media and especially with sports, was New York. And that, and you look at my high school yearbook. Uh, Husler has seen it. A couple of people at WFAN has seen it. Right. And it says, "Ambition, New York sportscaster." But, but, but. The thing about it, though, and it always struck me. I remember. Oh, I used yet a little well, Yiddish. Well, we used to do that uh, all well, the time. Course, I mean, I was Jewish. part of our shtick. Well, sure. No, but the thing about you was, and maybe it was because of the Yiddish shtick and what, but when when we first started working, and they told me, you know, that we that sure. we wanted to hook us up. Right. When when I found out when you told me you were from San Francisco, hmm. it was like what. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, you had to be, I, know, from, I think, from my neighborhood. And, and, and kind of surprised, because I did talk about it a lot, and it certainly was in my bio, right. the whole thing. But uh, And when I was a kid in high school, some people thought it was from back east. It didn't say in New York, are you from back east? So I think it had to do a little bit with ethnic, being sarcastic. You're sarc- sarcastic? Yeah, you see, that, yeah <laughs> see, that's the whole thing. And not, not the straight and narrow at all with the approach. And a lot of it is, and, and you know this better than anyone, the writing that I do. I don't say anything off the top of my I, head. I, am gonna, I wrote my whole thing with Ross. I am going to cut you off there for I a mean, second. You know what I'm talking. I wrote I, everything. I mean this in all sincerity, folks. I have worked in this business, I don't know, 35, Forever. 36 years. I will tell you this. I have never. A TV icon and a radio icon is Ross. I, ha- I have never. Who doesn't know from him? I never come across a person. I've said this all the time, especially at the radio station, but I mean in general, who was a better writer than you. And I mean that in all sincerity. The one thing, even though we wanted to kill each other sometimes, and when people ask me about... Yeah, but No, but I used to say, the one thing about Steve... (laughs) That I knew when he was coming to work, and I think you could say the same thing about me... Always bringing the A game well, to here, make it here, better. Here, your, monolog- your monologues have been brilliant, and they still no, are. No, not all of them. I mean, some of them Yeah, some work. of them pissed me off. I thought they sucked. <laughs> with the Fakakta Fearless Forecaster and this and that. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you don't like to beat a dead horse, do you? <laughs> oh, do you think I repeat? I'm like cable television. I mean, I'm repeating. You know how many times I've seen Inglorious Bastards on, <laughs> uh, on Showtime this month? Uh, and it's a great film. Uh, and I was watching yesterday when we were talking on the phone. It was a yesterday, the day before. A Clint Eastwood movie I've not seen. Channeling or, uh, 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 had, it's a strange kind of movie and not one of his better films. And I'm just saying, 
But I love to watch uh, films, as I know you do. I, oh, there was something I was going to say. What I, I like when you don't go off on a tangent. Yeah, right. You know about the writing, and seriously, this is the way I look at it, and you're your own worst critic, too. Mm-hmm. You know when when the magic is there, you feel good. Nobody has to say a word to you about good job. And, and you know when you could have done better, when the energy isn't there. The writing is for the ear. With radio writing, it's very simple. It's the delivery. That's what I always think when I have the energy to do the, to read it the way I'm thinking it as I'm putting it down on paper. Uh, and, and you, off the top of your head, tip of your tongue, could do the same kind of monologue and have. Uh, uh, when you were uh, on the radio station as well. No, no, but you you're, yours, yours, right, you no, yours, yours was right a little thing. different. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, because I was trying to tell a story, and it is a little bit different, but it wasn't so much the writing. If you write for a newspaper, you could reread a paragraph. That's writing for the eye. When you're writing for the ear, they only hear it one time. So it's simple writing, but the key to me... It was always how I delivered that monologue. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mention the writing, like how different it is writing for a newspaper. Years ago, uh, you know, before I was at FAN. And what writers here? It might have been my first year. Uh, it might have been 1988, 89. Uh The Bergen Record asked me to write a column. Oh, really? In fact, the column was called... Get a load of this, the same name oh, as the podcast. Terrific. But I remember sitting down and I'm saying, what a huge difference writing, just writing sure. for people to read and writing for people to speak. And then fast forward, I, I won't bring up his name, but there was a guy who was at the newspaper, in fact, at the Daily News. We'll right. talk about that. Yeah, but at terrible. the Daily News, who was trying to get into the TV business. And, and I, you know, I, I, did him a favor. I got him like an audition. So he wrote his script yeah. and, and then he went upstairs to tape it. And the script, the way he wrote it, was writing as if he was writing his articles or his mm. column. Oh, yeah. And oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, just, you can't. It, it, the whole a little word, bit different. TV, radio and the print is all different. Of course. Having said that, what the hell has happened to our industry? And I mean both print and electronic. I wonder if there will even be radio as we know it. You know what, 10 years from now? I guess as long as there are cars, there will always be a radio in them. But I, you know, now in the palm of your hand, you can hear something and get information. You know, when WFAN started... uh I mean, what, I mean, it was a, an important source of information and talk back and reaction and response for a fan. Uh, although Sports Talk Radio had always been here, uh, that's for sure, with the Bill Mays or even John Sterling. Right. Back in the 70s, I think, was doing, you know, once a week or twice a week, whatever it was, some sports talk. But nothing like WFAM or 24-7, something new. And uh, and But the bottom line is uh, now... You know, there's so many other ways to hear things, streaming and podcasting. I mean, podcasting is the wave of now and the future to be. Oh, and, and, I, and I'm really thinking that outside of your automobile, what do you, I mean, if you're in traffic, bumper to bumper, wherever you're going, and you're in traffic, you have the radio on, you're listening to music, you're listening to would talk, whatever it may be. So, the bottom, but radio, I think, is on the way out. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope you're wrong as well. Yeah, sure. But, but 
print, for example, when we're talking oh, about the Daily it, News. I, I mean. To me, John Harper, uh, I saw. I, I, I mean, think about oh, that. You, you know, John Harper to me is he's not good. He's Hall of Fame quality oh, of stuff. Hall of Fame quality yeah, stuff. Terrific. And, and what has happened to that newspaper, whether you would. I, I said and Bill this, Madden was, I guess, the first one, although he was wrong about A Rod, A Roy, as I right, right, right. And, uh, but, and so they let him go. But they went from a staff in the sports department, the number 35 to 9. 34 to 9. 34 yeah. to 9. Can you imagine? Nine people. They, they, nine. they dumped the entire photo, photo uh, group. The, the, the pictures are all going to be coming from like AP. The, the entire oh, photo staff is gone. Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you remember when we were kids in high school? Uh, I mean, Crash is younger. When you and I were kids in high school, I, I know in New York they had a thing called, in public school, the weekly reader. It was okay. the kids that, that was delivered to the school. The Daily News today was the size of the weekly reader. <laughs> you can wipe your tuchus with it. And pictures, uh, they're, they're photographs forever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, very fa- famous uh, photographs and blah, blah, blah. And you're telling me the photographer, uh, here we are. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. Oh, back, and back page two. Crash is uh, showing us today's daily news with yeah, the front page yeah, in yeah, the back. Yeah, no. I'm, and, I'm, and, the, and the back page headlines are to die for. You know, they're really funny. <laughs> it, 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 but think about it. The entire, I mean, the industry has changed. I, I think yeah. the daily news, uh, it, pretty soon, we're not going to see it. I'll, I'll bet. My well, bottom dollar. You can, you can read online everything. Well, the, uh, but I, that's I, what people I, are doing. I'll bet to get the daily news in the future, you'll have to go to digital. That's where I think. Oh, yeah. Be. I, mean, I believe you. You see, I think you probably do what I do. In fact, when I met you downstairs to come up today, you were carrying your newspapers in your sure. hands. I still, to this day, go out every morning and get my five newspapers. It, it, well, it used to be five. It won't be the news any longer. The the, the huh. news, the news, the Post, the Times, the Record, and the Star. Ledger. Of course. And the reason that to me, you the, ever look this, at Newsday, which I, is Long Island? No, I don't. That's, oh, God forbid it should be like a considered a New York. Right? Their sports section isn't bad. No, 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 yeah, not, not at all. I just mean. don't. I'm well, in Jersey, course, so I'm not getting it. Right. But but my point my point being. The reason I look at newspapers, and I think you do the same thing, when you're looking at a newspaper, you're thumbing through the newspaper. And you're, reading it at your leisure. You're perusing. So when you're thumbing through it, you, you might come across something that normally you wouldn't look for, but, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is interesting. And it gives you something to talk about. When you're just going online you're only reading for what you're interested in. Right. Oh, let me get the Met game. Let me get the for Yankee sure. game. Let me see what's going on in the NFL. And I don't, you know, I'm not very good technical. Whenever I'm looking at anything online, there's always that little box that says stop script and recover web page. You know, I can't read. I don't get that when I'm reading the Daily News or the Post. Well, f- folks, l- let me. You know s- what I'm talking about? Stop script. What does that mean? L- l- let me say this. And then it freezes when I want to go to another page. I can't work now. When I'm looking in the newspaper, I can turn the page. Let, no, no problem. Anywhere there, does it say stop script? Let, let me, recover web page? Let me tell the public this. When I called Steve to ask him to be on. Uh, so Schmoozy says to me, great, I'm, I'm glad to do it. And I'm, I'm, I was thrilled. I says, okay, do me a favor, Schmoozy. And you said you would pay me. 
I never said that. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm fooling around. So, I, no, I, should, no. I should be paying him. So, so Shmoo says to me, I, I say, well, do me a favor. Just give me your cell phone number. Just give me your cell phone <laughs> right. number because <laughs> in case there's a, something happens, right. I want to be able to get in touch with exactly. you if I can't get you at home. And he says right. to me, I don't know my cell phone number. I never call it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I go, and, Steve, and, and I don't know it. Uh, and I got to show you where I keep it. Now he's look. You got to see this yeah. wallet. How old is this wallet? Uh, well, look, look. <laughs> Both of this, my skin and the skin of the wallet are the same from Jurassic Park. Uh, here's my cell phone. Is this it? Yeah. Look, I don't want to touch that. I'm going to get. Uh, look at the stains. <laughs> I'm going to get hand foot well, mouth. Like parchment. I'm, I'm going to get what Noah Syndergaard has. <laughs> it's parchment, like from the 1700s. There it is. There's yes. my cell phone number. So, so anyway, so Steve says to me, well, I never call. It says, okay, Steve, <laughs> but but I said, just give it to me so I have it in the future. So he says to me, folks, and I kid you not, <laughs> Steve says, well, R- Russ, I mean, but I'm, I have, they have to send me a new phone. I said, well, what happened uh, to your phone? Yeah, I'm embarrassed. He goes, yes. he goes, I dropped it in a pot of coffee. I, no, in a coffee cup. And I did. H- how do you... I, I was in the car. I was drinking some coffee. I put the cup in between the two front seats. And uh, then I was stopping the car. I had the uh, the, the phone uh, in between my two legs as I was driving. <laughs> and I pulled over to park. And uh, and we have like a we don't have a key. Uh, for the car, you you press a button uh, for the starting and the stopping, and uh, and I had the phone in between my legs, and I was going to get out of the car, and I was going to put the phone on the on the seat uh, to my right. And uh, when you had the phone between your legs, did you have the catheter in at the same no, time? No, this was, that's what the phone made me think of the catheter. <laughs> so they, I haven't been the same since that's been taken out. So anything in, in between my legs that looks like it's alive, <laughs> something that looks like there's something there. That works. It works, yeah. So I, and, and not paying attention and being careless, I move uh, the, the phone to my right into the coffee cup in between the two seats. Can't make it up. And, uh, and I thought the phone might work once it dried. But uh, not uh, not so. So have you gotten a new cell phone yet? Yeah, yeah, I've got it with me. Oh, now. you do have it now. Uh, well, now I have a new phone. Oh, look, is so it, don't ask me. I don't know. Would it be is, the same is, number? Is it an iPhone? No, it's. Uh, I think. Uh, wait, and then this, uh, go uh, listen to now. Now he's going. He's thumbing through his pockets, folks. Oh. Yeah. No, it's a flip phone. It's a flip phone. Yeah. And Verizon, and I had to wait about four weeks for this because Verizon said, are you serious? You want a flip phone to replace the one you, that you ruined? And we had to return the other phone and then I got this one. And, uh, I, I would imagine it's the same number, correct? Yes, Steve, it's the same number. All right. Thanks. And I knew it would be good coming here. Now I know. It's 211. So, so tell me something. You're married. It's going to be 11, 12 years. Uh, I'm yeah, so, one no, of the no, two. Robin's a little bit, quite a bit younger than you, is she not? <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, really. I always, well, she, yeah, I, she, I always thought you would have children. I wanted to see a little a little Stevie she, well, with, with smoking a camel and uh, having headsets <laughs> on. Well, uh, you know, uh, the, the I, I didn't want to get married. 
You know, and everyone thinks you're gay if you're not married by the time you're 30, let alone 60. I never saw, so, I thought a lot of things of you. I never thought you were gay. No, 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 no. Believe me, they're not my type. And if somebody was gay looking at me, I wouldn't be their type. That's for sure. You know, uh, but uh, you know, when I was young, I had a decent social life because I was on TV as a kid a little bit. So, And that helps when you walk into a restaurant. The girls would know you from the news and the guys would know you from sports. And you know that very well. Now, you but are... you, you're, you found a beautiful not wife, mother, uh, companion, friend, the whole yeah, thing. Vicky's, yeah, Vicky's. In fact, is, we were uh, coming up on 30, 39 years yeah. in August. Three little grandsons now. Yeah, right. And we were at your bar, the bar, yeah, bar mitzvah yeah, yeah, for your two yeah, daughters. Yeah. What a, a spectacular event uh, that was. It was really very, very nice. And I remember Stevie got all dolled up in a tuxedo. I had a tie, uh, uh, like I had a necktie, I think, which Robin <laughs> tied for me. You know, in all the years when I was a kid, and another lifetime ago when I did do TV, I never learned how to tie a tie. And I should be embarrassed even admitting that. And to this day, if I have to go to a wedding of our mitzvah with, with Robin's nieces and uh, so forth, I and uh, I, the tie comes over the head. I don't know how to tie a tie to this day. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable, but just sitting here and listening to you talk, and I think all the people who will be listening and, and hearing this conversation. Do you have an audience? Listen, yes, we do have an audience. It's my well, oh, my children. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm serious, Steve. You, you listen. You come on roughly six thirty at night, and and you'll go to ten if crazy if, hours. If there's no was. ball game, right? But to me, you to this day, you're too talented, and they, you should still be having a more primetime show. I mean well, that in all sincerity. I, yeah, and I'm not looking to, yeah. to give you uh, no, headaches or no. anything over there. Uh, uh, Warner Wolf once said to me, I think you're mismanaged over there. But that was a long time ago. It's all relative. You know, uh, at least I've had the security of a full-time job, which I was telling you before, helps with the pension, helps with the Social Security so all of those things add up, and and I'm still working at, uh, at an advanced stage, and my producers are in their twenties. You know, this is what it's like. I'm the oldest thing. You there. got drawers older than them. Uh, no kidding. I'm wearing them, <laughs> as you noticed earlier when you uh, looked yes, away. This attire that you he, wore it today. He, he looked away with a look on the face. Uh, but I, but I'm just saying. So I, I'm lucky that way that I've had. Uh, a job for 31 years it never would well, have thought the, that. The one thing that I, I th mean that too. Uh, no, no, I, no, I, I, I know you do. I, I do. I think the one thing that anybody who's listened to you over the An years. An acquired taste. I, and, I, and I don't think I'm as deep as. Let me. Let me. I'm going to pay Russ a compliment. I don't think I'm as deep as a lot of guys that analyze like you can do. And like some of the other guys at the radio station could do, I can't go that deep. I can be creative a little yeah, bit. But that's what writing. you do, but well, I, don't, uh, I don't think uh, right. of the other people, including myself, could be oh. that type of... Cre yeah, everybody's yeah, but, creative. But you know from humor. Yeah, you have no, a sense no, no. of humor. I, I you and I had a sense of humor Without question. on that program. I, I, no, I don't sell yourself short with the humor. No, you weren't with the, the punchlines and the vaudeville that I was getting away with. No, but I'm saying... you. 
we we when we did our program together, there were laughs generated, there was angst generated, there was all kinds of emotion uh, generated by the audience. What was never generated with the two of us was indifference. And as I mentioned to you earlier, or in a previous conversation that we've had over the years, blah 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 blah. Whenever we talk about the business in general, indifference is the enemy. We no, did we, we, not draw indifference. Anger laughs from the both of us. Well, so, and, and in a way, I'm throwing you a bouquet No, here. I appreciate it. No, but, 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 Steve... And that's the truth. When we started, and I caught this the first day, and I realized it, the, the very, very first day, the importance, in particular on radio, the importance of a partner... Because to have somebody oh, to, to balance, to right, balance, balance off. I, I mean, and we, yeah. the people that we would talk about, even like Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy sure, and, and sure. Martin and Lewis, to have somebody to balance off, everybody brought, each person brought something different to the table. And we did too. But the one thing that I think, and I, to this day, it's the biggest compliment that I get when people run into me and they say, you know, they're talking to you for a little bit. They say, you know, gee, Russ, like you really are a regular guy. You're just the same way you are on the air. And my answer to that always is, well, what the hell am I supposed to be? And you, everybody knows you're that guy and everybody knows you love what you do. Oh, sure. I mean, you love. Yeah. Without question. And Crash or what they took us like Jim Rayhart from the the 1960s of the San Francisco Giants. No, he loves it too. I mean, I, you have to because it's crazy hours, a crazy business. You know, it doesn't uh, no rhyme or reason sometimes. No justice, no logic, uh, no reason. I'm just saying. Right. So it's a crazy business to be in. None of us sitting in this room. You, Russ, with uh, me, and and Crash, the three of us, and uh, everybody else was in this kind of business. We're not nine to five. We couldn't be no, bank tellers. No. My father wanted me to run the mom and pop grocery <laughs> store. I couldn't go on a I'm delivery. from a housing project. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, My father let him rest in peace work for the transit course, authority. Of course. Well, a real job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's wonderful. No, I mean, no you're yeah, right. A that's re- a real yeah. job. <laughs> Excuse me. So, the bo- feel free to clam up the Well, the then look at the camel <laughs> cigarettes right here. And uh, Crash is going to have to clean the microphone. Uh, but no, but you're you're right. We we were not built that way. It's not in our DNA. It's risky and dangerous to be in this business a little bit because there's no such thing as security. And uh, and look at you and me too. A bit. Yeah, right. Both of us have been very lucky. No, you want to be good. You have been good. I have been good. But you have to be a little bit lucky. Look at the careers we've had. This is not for everybody. And everybody doesn't have the kind of careers that we do have. Uh, you know what, and, and you have to knock on N- wood. Knock here. I'm knocking uh, on my head uh, as well. I, I, I mean, right. Of, co- of course already. And you have never, ever uh, forgotten that about how grateful you can be and are that you make a career and still working in this kind of business. In all my years in the business, and you know this about me, I still have the same agent. Okay. I still have the same agent, okay. and all the years in the business, not once, I can say this emphatically, he would tell you the same thing, not once did I ever say, why is this guy making more than me? Why is that yeah, guy making? Right. I never gave a rat's ass about that. As long as I was always treated fairly, yeah. I was happy about that. Right. As long as I was treated fairly, yeah, you had your little... Uh, and at WFN, uh, you think anyone gets raises there? 
The only with a catheter, maybe you get a raise. Exactly. <laughs> if, if I if I had a, I haven't gotten a raise since I've been there, and uh, if I, if I had gotten one raise, I wouldn't be wearing shorts. I'd be able to to buy a full pair of pants that go all the way down to the ankle. No, no, but you know, like like when you talk about longevity, yeah. One, one thing that I I could say that I'm proud of is in the TV business. Basically, I stayed at one place because even though I went from nine uh, channel nine to channel five, the only reason that changed and I was doing both at one time was because Fox Channel Five sure. bought Channel Nine. Right. And you know what? A lot of guys have been in this town, you know, uh, had long careers, but going from place to place. You, I stayed at one that's place. Right. That's and, right. And you know, like if you're happy and you like what you do, and you do, and did, that, that's it. Uh, of course. And things come and go, and you could be eighty and back on television. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past you. Well, how about you being eighty? We which soon, is coming soon, very soon. <laughs> I feel it, and look it. I might as well be it. Talk to me about the situation. We haven't touched on it yet. The situation with our local baseball teams. Let me first ask you about. Noah Syndergaard, the hand, foot, and mouth illness. I mean, I hope he wasn't scratching his you-know-what's there. Listen, I apparently got it at a kid's camp during the All-Star break. Well, that's that what it? they say. I mean, who yeah, knows what he was scratching. Not kidding. Yeah, you're not kidding. And it's uh, so appropriate because he works for an organization that has basically foot-in-mouth disease. <laughs> This is a, is that organization a mess or what? Uh, it, and you know the Wilpons. I, I in the earlier when the Mets were on WFN, I got to know not Jeff, no, but Fred, the nicest, Fred, Fred, Fred nicest would, guy in the world. Fred would come on with us quite frequently as well. And, and he was like, when my father passed away in two thousand and three, he wrote, and I still have it. Can't make this up either. He wrote a handwritten condolence. But that's card. him. That's that's Fred, isn't it? That, that, isn't it? And you knew him. You know him. The, 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 uh, a very. I, 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 I couldn't it, believe it. It hurts me when they get, for lack of a better term, pissed on all this and that. Because you know he's a very decency describes yeah, Fred Lopez. Yeah, he's a good man. He's a good, good man. But you know what? The son, another story, it, I'm told. It, it, I, I don't know him at all. But uh, the hand, fingerprints are on the mess. Right, look, yeah, and they're Jeff's more the, than Fred. The, the, the point that issue is this, though. If it wasn't for bad luck, they'd have no luck. You're not kidding. Uh, you know, you can talk about... Listen, it, it's funny. When they were 11-1, and one, everybody was oh, saying, huh. when they were 11-1, right. Mickey Calloway is just what the <laughs> doctor ordered. Mickey right. Calloway is this. We had to get... Um, I'm just drawing a blank. Who's the last guy? Terry Collins. We, oh, had, sure. we had to get Terry Collins away. He was this. He was that. Let me tell you something. That's when he was 11 and 1. Now they make him out to be a bumbling numbskull. It's, you, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Of course. You, you, you know, that, that's just the way it is. And, and that was one of the things that would drive me crazy. I, I, I think you handled it. Not I think. I know you handled it better than me. Sometimes the calls would drive me nuts. When I say would drive me nuts, it's like, okay, a guy is bad or, or a guy's having a bad season. Do we have to talk about it and beat him up for three hours? It and would just, it was, it was the same shit over and over again. You did not, you and Francesa, uh, to me, and you talk about uh, the two people who had a lot of success, 
together. I don't, I don't think it's the same for either of them, but they're doing obviously very well. Mike they, and Chris. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike and Mike Chris. Mike and Mad Dog. But uh, you and, and Francesca don't suffer fools uh, very well, if you know from no, what I'm no, talking about. And, and, you, and you were a little bit more candid and straightforward than I was. And I can't be that. I wish I could. I, you know, you are who you are. Right. You have uh, the heart as big as uh, the as any building in New York City. And also, you would point a finger, verbally so, at somebody who was, you know, not bringing to the table a good conversation that you wanted to be a part of. And you would speak your mind, and you would let the callers know. Now, and, and Francesca is the same way. Russo is a little bit different. I, uh, uh, you know, with my two sun-kissed raisins between my legs and my cell phone, <laughs> the bottom line is I, I can't do that. But I do respect and admire a little bit with uh, those who can be that way. And I think, generally speaking, if not one caller, an audience can respect that. Yeah, I, I, I just think everybody handles things differently. That's what, right, that's what a course. partnership is, well, is sure. bringing something to this right, table. Right. Listen, to this day, I will say this, and I don't mean it to be disparaging to either one. Uh, they've both made tons of money and had plenty of success. I'm talking about Mike and the Mad Dog, sure. but they were still better together than they are apart. Oh, there's no question. Because, uh, because uh, when you're no to- when you're together, it's a dialogue, and, and when you're apart, it's a monologue. And it worked that they really hated each well, other. They did in uh, the very you, beginning. You, well, you, for a long time. Yeah, it made for a, uh, a I different mean, they, sound. They, they, they would go ten- months without even uh, uh, looking at each other right. outside of the uh, studio. Uh, that's right. Uh, no, so. And uh, and no, and they and they caught on, and uh, and and both very successful. Yeah, no, it's it's. But we, we, I was talking about you know the, the partnerships before, and um, like you say, we had a good run and five years. It was I guess it was five, 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 five and a half years. I also do remember. You know, I, I don't think we've ever spoken about it on the air. Might as well say it now. I, I'll never forget the day. I'm sure you'll remember. We're sitting there and we were getting, I was getting, you know, everybody was calling me, the newspaper guys, because we were connected and newspaper guys were saying, you know, Russ, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm hearing. We come into work the next day. I come in and um, it's in the papers. It's in the news. It's in the post. Salzburg and Summers is and, out. And, and some executives are telling me, no, we're, no, we're rethinking we're things. Now, Meanwhile, the promotion department, right, the newspapers are hearing everybody, so, we're leaving. So, so, and, uh, no, but we're, at work, they're telling us, you know, maybe we'll have second thoughts. Uh, so now I go in, I come in, and I put my stuff down. It's early and in the bullpen, which is the newsroom. And sitting across from me, I will never forget it to mm-hmm, this day, mm-hmm. uh, good guy, Patrick McEnroe. Oh, pa- sure. Because Patrick McEnroe oh. was doing, you know, like, like the, it's the a sports. Great story. It was doing the sports, uh, you know, on well, Imus. Imus. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting there and <laughs> Mark Chernoff <laughs> c- comes over to me and, and he looks at me. He says, now, Russ, calm down. I don't know where this stuff is coming from. So I'm like, what kind of shit is that? What do you mean you don't know where it's coming? Right. I knew you <laughs> would get excited as soon <laughs> as I saw this. I don't know where it's coming from. Mark. It's got to be coming from freaking someplace because it's there. I'm getting people calling me. I don't know where it's coming from. So I said, do me a favor. I got to prepare my show. I don't want to be pissed off. Leave me alone. So he he walks away and I call up 
Uh, Joel Hollander had already left. I call up Lee Davis. I go, Lee, you know, this is bullshit. I'm really pissed off. He says, Russ, calm down. You know, do your show. Come up. We'll talk after the show. I go, fine. I go upstairs after the show, um, and I'm, I'm, you know me, because we both were talking about it during the break. Sure. I'm, I'm looking, I'm hunting for bear. Like, I'm ready to, like, let's go 15 rounds, you piece <laughs> of shit. I'm ready to go. I walk in to, to, um, to, to Lee Davis's office, and there is Mark Chernoff. I, Lee has me come in, and then I turn around, and Mark is behind, sitting in a corner, like, behind the door. And I look at Mark. I go, okay, what's up? So uh, Lee goes, well, Russ, we're going to make a change. I looked at Mark, and I go, what the F was this all about? What was that whole bullshit scene downstairs? And this is more than losing a job. This is what pissed me off, that Mark said to me, as only Mark can, well, I I wasn't sure. I didn't want you to say anything on the air. And that bothered me more than losing because you know this about me. I never, ever have and I never will wash my laundry on the air. I never never spoke about that stuff. So anyway, long story short, that was the end. You I, know, I, you I know walk who, out, you're sitting in the hall waiting to come in, like, the, like the, going into the principal's Well, you office. know who told me about uh, that you were really leaving? Susan Waldman. Yeah, there you uh, go. Th- that's how I found out. Yeah. And she replaced us with Jody McDonald. Right. But that's how I found out. Everything else was p- uh, pretty much... You know, we're, we're rethinking it. We're and, uh, and Mark, we, we don't know. The, uh, and the reason they I, were passing yeah. the buck. And the re- Susan Walman said, "Don't say you got this from me." And maybe I shouldn't even be saying anything. No, 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 no. But, well, but it's done. Said, it's over with. Listen, yeah. all wounds have well, been healed. What, what are you right? Pass the statute no, no, of no, uh, limitations. L- l- listen to me. I, I was very pissed off. Um, Mark. Well, you just uh, wanted somebody uh, to be straightforward uh, with you. Just like Yogi wanted, let Yogi rest in peace. Just like Yogi wanted George to be straightforward with him when, when he was fired that time. And that's why Yogi stayed away. So anyway, so Mark would see me and I was really pissed off. I was more hurt about that than anything else. So Mark would see me at, at the stadium and this and that. And I, I wanted nothing to do with him. I wasn't talk to him. Um, and, um, he, he would call my agent, uh, you know, how can I make this right? Blah, blah, blah. Finally, Mark sees me one day and he just comes up and this is after maybe, you know, I don't know, a month or two months. And he comes up and says, Russ was the biggest mistake I ever made the way I did it. I apologize. And I just looked at Mark well, and I said, it's over with. I, we shook hands. Yeah. Well, he, he never forgets my birthday. We're friends. Shit happens, but at that time I was pissed off. Well, the way it a, at least, uh, at least he apologized. Yeah, no, no. Chernoff's a good man. Yeah, Chernoff. No, yeah. Listen, he's got to deal with a lot of crap oh, now. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, listen, this is the business we yeah. have chosen, <laughs> isn't it? You know, so everything is in play, whether it's fair or not. Now, and I would imagine other businesses too. Well, you know, uh, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, they go through the same stuff. Now, I like the way you said that this is the business we've chosen. So if we were the Godfather's kids, I'm assuming you would pick me as Sonny. I'd be Fredo, for sure. I was just I'm smart. Uh, I can do things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, am I not Fredo? When you get to know me, I'm Fredo. Put the glass on my stomach and cure me. Daddy just brought a pair home from the grocery store. 
Yeah, I know the uh, uh, so no, it is, but it, that that kind of stuff. See that that's the thing. I get like frozen with that kind of stuff happening. And Susan Waldman is the one that said, "Don't say anything to anybody. I'm not supposed to t- talk." Meanwhile, the promotions department was getting ready for a change. Right. Everybody, everybody, the sales yeah. department. And the writers are all calling me and telling me. But, but like I say, we, we, folks, we're just, it's reminiscing, like I say. Yeah, right. Mark's a good friend. We we, we talk. Right. Believe me, when, when his Indians were, were in the World Series. And his, the playoffs, son, his son. Who's the general, Mark's son is the general, general manager, manager of the Indians. Right. I'd wish him well. We talk. So, I, I mean, it's all gone. We just talk about the story at that time. Well, right. And, and yeah. You know, you 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 should be given some credit talking about something that is never comfortable for anyone when they're losing a job or changing, being reassigned, as uh, some people will say, instead of just leaving or getting fired. And nobody has been. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, uh, and I I've been at one time was out of work two and a half years. When so, was that? Uh, I'm serious. Uh, right before I got hired at WFAN. Really? And, uh, that's correct. From 84 to 87, middle of 87, when WFAN started. And I was the last hire and got hired on a videotape, not an audio tape, a videotape. And John Pruder was the guy who was the original program director. A quick story about him. And me and Ed Coleman were the uh, either... Coleman was going to be overnight, and they didn't know. Uh, the agent I had was with Al Primo, right. and uh, handled some of my TV work in Atlanta and Los Angeles, where I'd done some TV. And anyway, Steve Porcelli, the name of the agent that I had at the time, he uh, uh, heard about WFAN. I was the last hire. They hired me off of a, a videotape. Not an audio tape, and they didn't know whether overnight they would have a live person, syndicated programming, or repeat daytime programming. And John Pruder was the program director, who was Pete Franklin's yes. uh, producer in Cleveland. So he got the job, and nobody from New York was ever hired. Uh, uh, See, this is why, in the beginning, it really didn't work. You had Jim Lampley uh, it, 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 and Greg Gumbel. They didn't know what no, they no, were no, doing. That, and they were only using it as a pit stop for their next TV job. T- till this day... I, and the I, hiring I in the that. beginning was awful. But to this day, you, and it's like we were talking about it earlier, you were, to me, even though you weren't a New Yorker, you were the only guy who represented as a New Yorker. Oh, well, yeah, be, be it with, You know, the Rangers. With, of course. With everything. You, you were well, the guy. Well, these were teams I kind of followed before I was here right. as a kid. So anyway, and in 86, by the way, a couple of days after the shuttle disaster, uh, 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 Jack Spector, I think was his name, did sports talk on uh, WNBC Radio 660. He dies of a heart attack, and they have open auditions. Listen to this one. And so uh, uh, Brian Gumble, who I'd worked with at KNBC in L.A., I did weekends. He did Monday through Friday with Stu Nahan, the uh, ring announcer in all the Rocky sure, movies. Sure, of course. Yeah, you know from Stu. Anyway, so uh, Gumbel sets me up with, he knows I want to work here. So he sets me up for an audition to replace, I believe his name was Jack Spector, and, uh, and also a disc jockey, but he right. did a yeah, sports yes. talk show. He passes away in uh, 85, 86. So I come out and do an audition. It gets down to two people 
doing the for the job. Me and Dave Sims. Okay. They hired Dave Sims. You know who the producer was of the Spectre Sports Show and who handled the auditions of the four, five, six guys that did auditions? Who? Mike Breen. Really? Breen. Uh, talk about somebody who has this was eight this was January a couple of days after the shuttle disaster. Wow. You know, when the rocket sure, sure, went up on the seven people. And uh so it was January, it was snowing, I came out, it was with the the audition, and they gave it to Sims. And then a year later, year and a half later in eighty seven in July, Sims and I are working at the it, same it, place. It really is uh, Mike and Breen, Breen. Mike is, Breen. Yeah. Mike Breen, the and, producer and now look, the look head, like now. You God think? bless them. Yeah, no kidding. Good guy. Oh, yeah, good, nice. Good, good, as they say, yeah. a mensch. Uh, correct. Yeah, a, a really. Yeah, that's right. You, you know what? I, I, when, when you think about some of the people that we had there, uh, you, you know, Breeny was terrific. Iron Eagle. I, I remember. Oh, well, Iron as a board operator also. I, I, hey, Iron Eagle. I remember I was sitting at my desk on a rainy, nasty day at Channel 9, and there was word that the radio spot was open for for the Nets radio job. Ian calls me. Uh, you know, we, 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 you and I were working together sure, at the fan. Sure. Ian calls me and says, uh, Russ, I got to get this job. I got to get this you job. help him out? I said, Ian, I mean, I think they have somebody. He says, Russ, I got to get the job. I said, I hang up the phone. I says, let me see what I can do. I call up who was the vice president at the time, Eric Spolstra's father, John Spolstra, was was the uh, huh. v- VP of, of the Nets. I okay. called him up. They were about to hire a guy from then the CBA. I said, I said, John, it's Iron Eagle. Uh, y- you know of him from FAN. It would be good publicity for you, PR. But the guy's very good. And he says, yeah, well, Russ, I- I'm just about to do this listen to his tape, I go, can you get me his tape today? I said, hold on. I call up Ian. Ian, you got to get the tape over there today. Oh, Ian nice. got the job. Great. And the rest is history. Yeah. And now, every time I see him, I fell. Okay? Oh, yeah, like your son. Cause, cause your surrogate and, son. And he's just a guy. And I'll tell you another <laughs> thing about, about about Ian. You had, unfortunately, you were, when I say unfortunately, you were going on vacation. You were going home. I never, I remember going home yeah. to see your dad in San Francisco. Right. Eddie Scazzeri uh, walks by. The Eddie Scazzeri? Who, who, Eddie Maple? Who do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> Eddie comes by and says, listen, Russ, would you be interested in talking to um, uh, Mel Brooks? I go, what, are you kidding me? Of course. He goes, really? I says, w- w- why? Who called? Well, they're promoting the 25th anniversary release of Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I says, of course I'd want to talk to him. Yeah, so sure. he goes, now you're on vacation. He goes, um, yeah, because they'd even say they'll bring him into the studio. Uh, I go, are you kidding you me? Yeah, Mel Brooks. Me? I, now remember, people might not re- know this. Some of you are, are too young. There used to be an old Xerox commercial with the monks, the short... Iron Eagle's dad oh, was yeah, a, yeah. was a Borscht Belt comedian, so I I had a lot of sarcasm, just like you do, a different type, and really funny, F- extremely. Well, you funny. and I have a sense of humor. Yeah. He's really funny. Yeah, he, he he could be a stand-up, and I think the dad also the voice of Alka Seltzer. I, I, uh, Speedy Alka Seltzer on TV. Be, I, one thing, I, 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 yeah, I think so. One thing I'll never forget. I'll never forget Iron and myself. We see something. So, 
we're at one end of the bullpen in the newsroom, and somebody's bending down with like white tight pants on, and we're just looking like, wow, that is a great ass. And we both <laughs> like give each other the elbow. And the next thing we know, the person stands up. It was a guy producer. Well, listen, <laughs> who can tell these days? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm I, not going to mention his name. I will tell you the name off the air. OK, you know, by the way, you mentioned uh, Pat McEnroe, Patrick, McEnroe. Uh, Patrick. Mac- One day he comes out of the with I was working with you. And so we uh, the I must uh, he was doing he was a guest, I believe. And frequently. Yes. With uh, with I must. I didn't recognize him. And I thought he was an intern. <laughs> And I said, if there's anything, he comes out of the thing, he was walking around the newsroom looking for some copy or something. And I'm saying to him, listen, if there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. <laughs> and uh, I had no clue whatsoever. And he went along with it. He didn't, he just, he didn't say, hey, I'm Pat, uh, Patrick McEnroe. I just assumed he was an intern. I said, you've been with Imus a long time. <laughs> I said, listen, by the way, next time you go and get him and Bernard Coffee." You know, I wouldn't mind one also. If you don't mind, I'd be more than happy, you know, to get you one someday. So the bottom line, it was Patrick McEnroe, and I haven't heard the last of it from uh, some of the old timers. And it's a true story. I thought he was an intern. Steve, uh, uh, Schmoozy, I got to tell you, this has been uh, the best the, the, ever. The time has flown. It's It's been a blast. You have to promise me one thing. Again. Be well, but you have to come back and do this. I, I'll I, only I, come I, back with a catheter. Where I can really feel comfortable. Well, I haven't been the same since. I would, I would relish the, the opportunity to watch you empty your pee bag. <laughs> <laughs> Every hour on the hour. I love, I love you, buddy. Thank you so Russell, much for coming. Uh, uh, this pl- has been great. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. You'll notice that every athlete says that, or even a guest that you have on radio and TV. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, blow it out your ass. Yeah. I'm not really glad you're here. <laughs> but for you, I mean it. I love you, pal. Thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for being you here. You bet. You bet. It's been great, folks. And I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I like to get a load of you and let me know your thoughts on today's uh, show with the sweater and the schmoozy. You can let me know on Twitter at Russ Salzberg or on Facebook. You can also get a load of my website real easy. Just uh, it's russsalzberg.com. My thanks to my uh, board up producer here, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, 77 WABC News Director Craig Schwab, Assistant 77 WABC News Director Matt Dahl, and as always, you people, because without you people, I'd have nobody here to talk to. So until next time, it is me, Russ Salzberg, saying to you people, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.